Hello listeners, and welcome to Gotta Brew, the podcast where two friends talk about two of our favorite things in the whole world, the band Fish and Beer. I am the Lizza. And I am the Kid. And welcome to episode 32? Yeah. <laughs> 32. Yeah. And we came in with Yamar. Is that from this day in Fish? That is correct. So it's 212... 1993. 93. Very rad. That's a cover song. Yamar? Yeah. Huh. Huh. It's one of my favorites because it's inside my favorite show. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they play it during my favorite show. What's your favorite show? Uh, I'm pretty sure... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. It's 12, 29, 18. Huh. Do you know who the original artist is? Who? Cyril Ferguson. I just think it's funny because it's like Cyril Ferguson. Yeah, you want to hear a little bit of the original? Yeah. I've never heard it before. Me either. Interesting. Should be interesting. (laughs) from 1974 is it an one a man like a singer or a band i don't know it's my first time just like you (laughs) apparently the mustangs do it too does yeah i don't know about that they definitely had harmonies but we should hear i guess the mustang version now that's like a this is like a copa like very like like a beach clubby like Ricky Ricardo like version of that like fish is a way better like jammy version of that yeah I mean there's it's four guys instead of just one so there's more depth to the vocals already even if they're not the greatest vocals in the world um just makes it more interesting um it has no but it has like um what like those drums like it has like a, a Caribbean vibe to that that one hmm yeah I mean it's very like you said calypso-y and stuff that's i'm Calypso-y. with it i guess that's cool. why i can see why fish would be into it um yeah i dig it so let's talk about uh the fact that our 34 or 32nd sorry episode uh pretty much marks a year of us doing the podcast yeah man come a long way come a long way don't we've done we've recorded a lot more than 32 episodes 
I want to say like actual episodes wise, we're probably in like the sixties. Yeah. You know. Say about half of them never actually make it to air. I don't, I, I, it's something that people don't think about. There's a lot of work that goes into a podcast. Uh huh. It's true. And you do most of the work. So yeah, I do a lot of work. Thankful <laughs> that you can edit and record podcasts. Yeah, man. When we started doing this, I was just basically chopping the beginning and the end of the podcast. Now I'm like mixing it. And like, I have a bunch of techniques that I use noise gates and stuff to reduce sound since we record in my apartment. Like that's interesting. It's a lot I've had to learn to make this successful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting. Yeah. If you go back and listen to we our could first... could even fade in music in and out. Yeah. <laughs> I love... I hated that. I mean, I love that we can currently do it. I hated that we didn't. Yeah, we used to do that all in post. Why did you get rid of the soundboard? Um, I just don't want to keep hearing... Hear, uh, I don't want to just keep hearing Trey going. It's all about energy. I got to flesh more of a soundboard out before I bring it back. I really enjoyed that. <laughs> it's probably ultimately more trouble than it was worth, but still yeah, fun. Yeah, it's a lot of back-end work. Yeah. Um, yeah. but it was, it was it's good stuff. We've had our ups and downs with you know setups. We've upgraded some things. We've changed some things. I don't know. It's been a long ride, but it's been fun. We're evolving like fish evolves. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're in we're in like the late stages of 1.0. Sure, man. I, again, I would say I'll say it again. If you go back and listen to our first episode, you're like, damn. <laughs> it sounds better. I think we're just better. It's just all around everything. I mean, if we've been doing this for 60 plus episodes and we haven't gotten better at it, then we're doing something wrong. I think 60 is a very inflated number you, that you're pulling out of your hairy butthole. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we're on 32. So you're automatically doubling, doubling it. it. Yeah. No way, man. I would say before we even had our first Again, episode, there included. were eight failed episodes. No way, man. Yeah. No way. Whatever. We got our groove down now. We got a good rapport. <laughs> I, we have fans. I had a fan tell me the other day that he liked their rapport. Oh, yeah? Which is you thinking I interrupt you too much, but I think it's great. Oh, uh, is that what the fans said or is that what you're saying? That's what I said. Oh, okay. That you think <laughs> sucks for you, but it's part <laughs> of their rapport because I actually read stuff and research and I have like information to share and you just like speculate based on what you think and what you think is based on nothing yeah i, I think we so that's pretty wild and weird i guess uh we got like let's talk about riviera maya let's start talking about fish <laughs> i hate talking about myself let's let's kick it off let's talk a little about, riviera, about maya. riviera maya yeah Are you excited am i excited for riviera maya what do you think <laughs> Uh, knowing you, you're probably just happy to see fish play. Yeah, straight. <laughs> of course I'm excited for Riviera Maya. I haven't seen fish in forever. I've been dangling and holding on what do you to my favorite, my favorite it's New Year's. fucking February. We just saw them a month ago. Not enough. I've been, li- I've been wearing out that cassette tape of my favorite show. I'm oh like almost God. getting to that point where I'm tired now. I'm What's going that, back, listening to other stuff. Yeah, yeah. 29th of New Year's run? Yep. Jesus Christ. I don't, I have be nice. not been listening to fish at all. At all. I've been listening to so many other things. I know. So you said. Yeah. P Funk, some James Brown, right. a lot of just, I don't know, not fish. Yeah, man. A lot of horns, though? Um, no. Oh, really? No, just 
whatever. I've been low brow. Uh, yeah, no, just just funk. I mean, funk does have horns in it sometimes, but P funk has horns in it. Does Ghost of the Forest have horns in it? I don't know. I gotta look at uh, we gotta look that up. I I I thought for some reason it was everybody in the band except Mike and Paige. It's like half the band. It's Trey, and then the keyboard player from Tab, and then the bass player from Tab, and then Fishman on drums, and then I forget the rest of the everything else. Um, should fact check that. Speaking of Tab, they just announced a couple shows that they're playing in Florida and Georgia. Yeah. Yeah, for May, end of May, early June. So that should be cool. I can't believe I read it, but it's been two years since they have played. And I can't, that feels weird to me. Because I feel like we saw them in Portland more recently than two years. So it's the trumpet player as well from Tab. Right. It looks like it's the trombone player from Tab as well. Who's the woman? Uh, Jennifer uh, Hatswick is the Hartswick. trumpet player. Yeah. yeah. She's Tab. Uh, yes, she is Tab. Yep, she's and great. She's got a killer set of pipes. Both oh, actually, Celise Henderson is the bass player, <laughs> female bass player. Right. Um, pretty cool. And then what so Hartswick's the only one from Tab. Well, there's this Tony. I think Tony Markellis is a uh, is the keyboard player. Isn't he from Tab? I thought he was. Am I way off? Oh no, he's the fat bassist. The bassist. So there's two bassists, I guess. That's gonna be weird. Tony's a bassist. Yeah, he's so your favorite bassist. He's so fat. It's just because he sits when he plays. He right, looks so like can he's we just do a quick a recap of that lineup again for Ghost right. of Mars? So it's Trey Anastasio. Yeah, yeah. John Fishman. Yep. Oh, I didn't know it was Fishman. Jennifer uh, Hartswick. Celise okay. Henderson, who plays bass and also sings. Uh, she also plays multi-percussion. Um, Tony uh, Markellis, which is the bass player from Tab, and Ray... Anastasio Trio. Ray Paso, Pasowaski. Paso, I don't know how to say. His. On keyboards? Uh, yeah. That's the dude who had... Brain cancer? Yes. Rat. Just came back. So it's basically... A, a, it's Tab it's a with Fishman. Dude, that's a mashup. That's cool. <laughs> So can't even speculate on what type of That's music fun. they're going to play. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I don't Where'd know. it go? We're seeing them in Portland. I'm also seeing them in New York. Oh, yeah? Yes. Yeah, so I only need to see them it'll once. Be, <laughs> hopefully they'll be good. I don't you you have this good. tendency to go all in on these side projects. And I'm yeah, like, eh. Because they're like <laughs> the... Coke, I don't know, whatever. It's a lesser shitty drug to get me to the big game. It's like keeps my buzz going until I can get to the real thing. Oh. Which is fish. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's it's. I feel like it's like cheating. You're like ah, I'm trying to just fill this void for a minute. I love it. It's like you get to go see the same people that you like in a different setting with like different influences and different vibes and like different talent. So like while it's familiar, it's like also like different enough. I enjoy it. I enjoy going to see Tab. Well, I'm, I obviously haven't seen Ghost of the Forest. They're a new band. Yeah. And then I don't know. Maybe I'll go to Tab. <laughs> go down to Georgia. I have friends in Georgia and Florida. No, thanks. In May and June, it's a little I've hot. I've seen Tab enough I... times now where it's kind of like I just see the same shit. So yeah, if they yeah. play Everything's Right, I'll be happy, which they did in Maine last time we saw them, and it was did cool. They? Yeah, it was cool. 
They played more too. The horn section. They played a lot of new good yeah. fish stuff. They played that Central Park show that we went to, the tab. That was, was the Trey Anastasio trio. Oh, that was the trio. That's right. Which was basically tab just without the horn section. Yeah. Which, I mean, I love the horn section, so it's a discount. Um, it's like me. It's fun show. took the keyboard player out because he was doing cancer treatment. Like, it was basically the same shit. Okay, sure. It's yeah. fun. Good, good vibes. Good times. Good vibes. Good times. Well, I else, will be fish-ish, simulcasting fish-ish. and complaining about the the angles of the simulcast <laughs> with you and a couple of friends of ours. And is there a way to do like a live ch- chat room? Is that like still a thing? Um, like people can like, it's like, I guess just tweeting. Well, right. if you, it I is. think we talked about this on an episode where like I'm in this Facebook group where people send around uh, links to the simulcast if you can't afford it. Right. Which is pretty cool. And generally when you do that, you get put into a YouTube uh, URL and the YouTube video streaming has a chat room. So right. people are talking and shit. Commenting. As but people are just like, oh, this song is fire. Oh, my God. I can't <laughs> believe they're playing this right. Like no one's actually having a conversation. Like if you're at a show, like the same thing, you'd be like leaning over and saying to somebody next to you. Yeah. At a show. And just like, That's you know, so the funny. chatter boxes at a show, I ignore the shit out of all of it. So. Yeah, it's funny. <laughs> it's funny. I don't know. Still connected vibe. Sure. <laughs> sure. Are you, uh, are you excited? You're not excited about Riviera Maya no, at all. No, not at all. Shall we talk about why you're not? I mean, there's and it's not anything I haven't said before. Yeah. So, how, you, um, how you feel about it? I, I think there's validity to your point. I don't think that Riviera Maya... I think when you have a one-off show like run like this and it's coming off of the tail end of like a, like a New Year's run or something like that, like it's just going to be boring because everything's on the table. Okay. Right. So you just qualified it. That's fine. Yeah. See, I I think what you just said in my mind is the, the direct opposite. Having everything on the table means I'm super excited because I don't know what they're going to do. And they're going to do a bunch of like mega things. But to you, meaning everything is on the table, meaning like you're not going to get this like uniquely weird original thing. Yeah. I mean, historically, they haven't. I mean, we can take a look at Riviera Maya uh, just as a venue and just see some of the songs they play. A lot of the stuff is just like... We were like fighting about it yesterday, but like... Because every song you said I, in my mind i was like powerhouse powerhouse great awesome awesome but awesome. what you say to and you were just like whoa, whoa seen it seen it all right so this is the first <laughs> night of riviera maya last year last year 2017 okay two years ago uh free yarmouth road sand theme from the bottom funky bitch undermine nicu horn wolfman's brother a song i heard the ocean sing the wedge fuego prince caspian twist seven below golgi apparatus run like an envelope contact and bug i think that's such a good show <laughs> i think that's such a good show in fact that set list is so good on paper it makes me want to go listen to that show uh set uh, night two was the curtain with acdc bag but breath and burning poor heart halfway to the moon the line waking up dead tube fast so enough that, for you that's a little oh that's a little shitty ocelot chalk dust torture set two is cross-eyed and painless blaze on meat stick winter queen mercury light waiting in the velvet sea drowned in rocky top so they pick it up in the second half <coughs> this yeah in the second set um last night the sunday night was boogie on reggae woman simple tweezer uh rogue uh nothing ghost yamar stealing time from the faulty plan rift fluffhead down with disease no man in no man's land sneaking sally through the alley then they tease within 
oh no sorry possum carini david bowie and harry hood all have teases in them uh i don't think it'll tell us what possum has shipwreck uh carini Dude, so has that's shipwreck. a great show though david bowie has shipwrecked so they, sh- they tease shipwreck like throughout because they're half. on they're in the beach yep yeah so that's a really traffic good light show reprise to end the show yeah that's it's just a, yeah, that's it's a pretty good one that's it, pretty again big i'm one. no one's saying that it's like a terrible show where like again like that's back show we went to where the flow was off and the song placement was terrible it's just also not anything to write home about i don't feel like wowed by anything i just read no for, okay and that's your 100 and that's my point that it's opinion. just yeah it's just standard are you not looking forward to like using your cool projector and like watching it with our friends and like hanging out and like I chilling and drinking some think awesome stuff and eating uh, some awesome stuff. Now that we're projecting the simulcast and we're yeah. not just watching it on TV, it's definitely yeah. a lot more interactive, but I still, it's still the simulcast to me. I think the only thing I love about it is that I don't have to pay $12 for a beer and I can take a piss whenever I want. Isn't that great? Right there. Those are like the two fixes you need when you're at a show. Yeah, but cha- the chatterboxing is worse because we're in a smaller room and <laughs> uh, you have a tendency to talk to needles a lot during simulcasts. I think you guys are talking about how great your experience is and it takes me out of it. Well, I think (laughs) it's as close to the live thing as you can get. And it's pretty cool. that something like that exists. (laughs) Well, yeah, if you're at a show, you're going to stand around in chatterbox. I want to, I want to get those cards that people have on Etsy. It's the Fishman O cards that says, please be quiet in gold leaf. Just so I can start handing those out. Uh, It'd be great. I mean, like i don't know i'm gonna have a fishman moo like, this summer tour it's gonna be great shows doesn't really bother me that much i'm gonna rock this fishman moo all tour every show i go to i'm wearing this fishman in the Moomoo. summer yeah i'm uh, so happy i found this woman on etsy that makes moos. i've wanted one for so long yeah she's from vermont eh i've wanted one since 2011 yeah and i'm just too lazy <laughs> Hey, I'm man, like, I hope she does a great job. She also does the the Kozvat Vox one, which is obviously if the this all goes well, the, the white one's happening as well. And it's like a home and away jersey. So when I see yeah. them away, I'll wear the Kozvat Vox one. Oof. And when I see them home, I'll wear the Yeah, when it's one. hot, you're going to have to wear something white. Yeah. For sure. I'm hoping there's a, it's gonna be dirty. another it's gonna be dirty. festival, although they haven't announced. I mean, they didn't announce Curveball until April, I don't think. I don't think they'll do another festival. You think they'll take this year off? I don't think they'll do I another think festival this summer. The summer's already spoken for. Well, maybe that's why they're not <laughs> playing the month of August. Maybe there's a festival we don't know about. Maybe. One can only hope. I don't. I no. I won't because I've already blocked out like a whole week vacation involving fish and a lot of driving. Yeah. Like a person who has a van. Yeah, it's an interesting we're doing because we're going to Maine. <laughs> we're going to Maine to see them in Banger, which is going to be an interesting show because I'm imagining the that last week of June is the two shows in Banger, Maine, and then the weekend in Philly. Right. So we're going to all of that. I'm getting some federal donuts for sure. Federalist. Federalist donuts for sure. We went there last time we were in Camden and it was fantastic. That was also your birthday. And you it's, got a backwards sound. I, yeah, I really line. like Philly. It's a fun little town and it's a good town to stay in for like two nights. And that's it, Max. That's why I like love just going for like a nice little weekend dip. I, I like the lot just because it's like multiple lots. It's like the wherever you end up. The lot is always rad, dude. We get beers before. S- we get we went to Tired Hands. We there we like hung out the pool at our hotel. Like it's just a chill vibe. It's really fun. It's a I, good time. I don't understand how more people don't get hit by that 
electric rail car that runs like through the venue electric rail car. you don't remember that you like cross over these this like above ground like electric railroad that like transports people to and from there like right before you get to the front of the venue it's like right as you're finishing going through like where shakedown street generally sets up uh-huh. in camden like you walk over this like little i don't know that's a weird thing like a light to remember rail. yeah i'm just i remember seeing it just being like it was some drunk idiot's gonna get hit by this and i, I remember just coming remember out the being show. in fucking camden at night and having like no way to get back to philly uber yeah and there were no ubers left and the then, subway's uh, a good call we gotta buy our tickets ahead of time and then just take the subway i was gonna say it's a it's or, a cool unlock there's been a couple unlocks uh called out for this tour like they're doing fenway park and someone posted in a facebook group that there's like a secret entrance into fenway park that's actually part of a bar and there's one dude doing security there and that's how people get in with all their drugs rad that's um, cool it's a cool hack yeah it's not a hack anymore you say that to tw- you know ten thousand people most of which were in new england now all of a sudden <laughs> it's two hours to get through that one guy <laughs> well it's cool it's though cool people to are, share. i was gonna say people are being nice about it it's, it's pretty cool, cool. um but yeah what else what else about maya i got nothing else to say about it you're not saying anything about it. I think you're trying to again be all like, oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> Can you tell me something you're not excited for, for Riviera Maya? Oof. Uh, <laughs> Try to steer I don't you know. that way. <laughs> I don't know. It's no, like, I don't. No, I have nothing negative to say about it. And play you just game. think it's going to be, It's. I'm like wearing it like rose colored glasses because I haven't seen them in a while. And you're, you said that you think that like it's acceptable, like mentally acceptable for me to like think this show's going to be fun just because I haven't seen them. There's been a gap of time. Your argument was I see them through rose-colored glasses and I can't necessarily like... That's why I'm encouraging you to think of something that you're not excited for. Like I'm forcing you to do think they, through. Do they... Uh, Well, at the start of like tours sometimes, they play like a little sloppy until they like get their groove on. So, so you're worried about flubs that you can now hear. Maybe. I mean, in, the sh- in like my favorite show, the show I keep referencing about... Uh, Madison Square Garden and Madison Square Garden when they do tweezer reprise Mike completely fucks up <laughs> like absolutely totally fucks up tweezer reprise yeah I was standing to the point there. where I was like damn man that's fucked and if like I can hear a fuck up that means that it's not very good hmm. but it doesn't make me hate it any less every time I hear it I actually just laugh and I'm like ah fucked up <laughs> huh well, I'm surprised you were even able to say something that you didn't like. So kudos to you. Tip my hat. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> now you have to say one thing you're excited about. Uh, I'm excited to set up my projector. That's rad. We should do like some themed drinks and some themed food. Yeah. What like is Mexican one? Mexican I was going to say. So, te- so tequila like mai tais or like, yeah, like margaritas or something. Yeah, so maybe we should get like an inflatable inflatable donut. We should get an inflatable donut. Put a couple donut. of them in the living room. People can sit on them and stuff. Pretend like they're in the water. Sounds Put a kiddie right. pool. I don't know. Get weird. A kiddie pool would not fit. Full of what? <laughs> jello shots. That's so much <laughs> wasted jello. Dude, I'm over jello shots. Every time I like read about them, I think that like they're intriguing. 
And I've tried a couple of them, and well, I just think that they're kind of gross. That's why Riviera Maya is funny to me, because when I think of people going down to Mexico, I think of, like, spring break. And I think there of, There probably like is that kind of vibe to MTV it. MTV spring break, yeah. So I think of a lot of, like, lacrosse bros, like, doing jello shots and, like, sitting in the water so they don't have to go to the bathroom <laughs> so they can just pee in the ocean and shit. Like, that's how I picture... I think it'd be cool to, like, float in a tube and listen to fish. Like that play sounds live. dope. Yeah. yeah, like that'd be fun. Uh, I remember that was the one part I loved about the simulcast when we watched it two years ago. I was like, I want to be those people, people in the, the ocean. ocean. Yeah. yeah, it was red. And you still have this awesome like view of With fish. The lights, everything. <laughs> yeah, totally cool. I think it'll be fun, man. I really enjoyed what you said they didn't play last year two years ago then where it rained and it was like raining on people. <laughs> but that was fun to watch. Uh, it did rain, but like uh, who cares? You're in the water anyway. Yeah. The only thing you have to figure out is how you're going to keep all your fucking shit dry. You're right. But now all the all phones now are waterproof anyway, so that, that's not even a problem. I actually uh, posted on the Facebook groups the other day uh, asking people what the worst weather condition show they ever saw was. And What's mo- yours? Uh, Jones Beach. When you uh, got 2015, flooded? I think it was. 2014, 2015. Yeah, it was raining fucking sideways. And they kept playing no matter what. They put, like, blankets over pages, like keyboards, the ones that were, like, more... Um, like susceptible to getting wet yeah. and they just raged and they played for the second set. I just remember being like awesome. The first set ended with like thunder and lightning in the background and shit. Cool, man. It was nuts. Uh, I opened my pocket of my jacket to check the time yeah, and immediately destroyed my iPhone. <laughs> That's, That's how hard insane. it was raining. Literally zipped it down for a little bit, just stuck my thumb in to like to hit the sleep wake button on the phone. Yeah. And it was, completely drenched yeah i hate seeing fish in the rain it's a real downer yeah that happened to us <laughs> it's back man that yeah was, that was also 20 no so yeah jones beach was before that because uh you weren't into fish yet i didn't know you yet nope that was like 2012 2013 2013 is probably when it was um and it sucked because like we went on this bus that took you there it was like this fish party bus yeah which i did a couple times for pnc so it was, like you can't leave anything on the bus, especially drink wise, because people will fucking take it. But then yeah, at the same sucks. time, like we, because we were getting on the bus and weren't thinking about it, we didn't bring like umbrellas or anything, just our raincoats. Just made for really, and like you can't put a, a fucking umbrella up at Jones Beach. You'd be ruining someone's view. A lot of people like just forewent their closer seats, and there's an overhang on the venue, so people would just backed up into the overhang and just waited huh. it out. But then it was really cool because when the rain finally let up, there was all this space and some people just like called it quits and we just walked up and took whatever seats we wanted. That's pretty so, rad. Yeah, it ended up being pretty cool. Cool. But yeah, yours is what's back? Your worst weather? Um, Maybe. It rained at Camden. Yeah, it rained at Camden. But that was like nice rain. I remember it, it being like so hot. Yeah. It was like refreshing. <laughs> I love Camden. I love how you can rent those seats. I love how the lawn is big and no one is like in your shit. I love how like everyone's nice there and like respectful and it's fun. It's fun to see them at Camden. I really like seeing them at Camden. Yeah. It's one of my favorite places to see them. I'm excited to see them in Bangor they play because well apparently too. it's very similar to like PNC Bank Art Center or like Camden. Like the I don't, see, like, I don't know what you're reading because the pictures I'm seeing of this place literally just look like a stage dropped in the middle of nowhere right by the waterfront. 
Um, that's I get. It's like a something's been. pavilion something. Yeah, it's a waterfront venue. Sounds right. beautiful. Right. That's why they do like a folk arts festival. I'm excited. Are you excited to go to Banger? I'm excited to go to Banger. I've never been to Banger. Anybody out there has any uh, capital of Maine? Great tips for what to do besides go to the one casino that exists and like the one bar that exists. That'd be such a rad thing. I'm all ears. Um, they they sport this as a waterfront venue, but it's it's not really. It's like next to a river. <laughs> right. It's dropped in the middle of nowhere, like off the a road. Yeah. It's like BCTC, for God's sake. Doesn't look like there are any seats, though, so you're getting what you want, just like a big general admission show. There are corned off seats. That's That venue is different for different bands that play. Oh, so they I can see. set it up I'm however they want. Yeah, they're looking. <laughs> That's lame. That's super no, lame. No, I think it'll be great. I think I'll have a fun little time. We'll make a lot of friends with the people who live in Banger and who go to see Fish. It'll be great. I'm excited to check out some breweries there, too. I hear uh, bangers like a little off the beaten path for breweries. Oh, yeah? there. A lot of them are in Portland. So it's like we're going to get to drink some really cool shit, too. Radical. Cool. Word. What's the song we're going to play to go to break, you think? Um, Why don't we do <laughs> a song from your stupid show that you can't stop listening to? My favorite show of all time. Yeah. What song comes to mind? I think of Turtles in the Clouds because I think you have your head up your ass with how much you love fish. (laughs) Yeah, isn't that fun for you? Um, Out of that show, Wolfman's Brother, because it goes into party time, we've already used that. We've already used a lot of songs from this show because I've been raving about it. Yeah. Um, Well, just pick the run. I don't know. What sticks out to you from New Year's? All the songs from that <laughs> night, like <laughs> Tweezer. <laughs> you should play Tweezer Reprise where Mike fucks up and we can listen to that. Um, people can try to find it. Okay. That sounds good. It's in the reprise or it's in Tweezer itself? It's in Reprise. All right. So this is Tweezer Reprise. And this is... uh, <laughs> Wait a second. Yeah. This is Tweezer Reprise from tw- uh, December 29th, 2018. And they apparently tease death don't hurt very long inside of it. Um, So, yeah, we'll see you after this short 15-minute break.
Welcome back to God to Brew. I'm Eliza. I'm the kid. That's the lamest tease of death don't hurt very long ever. No, they no. Said, it, said it like twice. But right, whatever. but they posted that and they didn't post, put, post party time inside Wolfman's brother. I also don't think Mike fucked up in that and I actually do think it's the original tweezer. Well, yeah, I think what people were arguing about on fish.net is that they wanted it to segue into party time and segue back out the way they normally would write it. And that's what they ended up changing it to. But on here on fish.in, the tweezer reprise is just listed as a tease. Like it's it's not a segue into something in the back. But Death don't hurt very long. Yeah, they say it once. That is a tease. It's a tease. Yeah, it's Correct. not a segue. No, I, I agree with that. And that's you why think I'm party saying time's a segue or a tease? It's not a segue. It's a song inside a song. I think they went into party time, it's then an they Easter went back egg. out of party. Anyway. Yeah, and and then into Wolfman's brother. Bam, bam. They took the hook all the way back around. That's what fucking drives you crazy, man. We're in the beer segment. Let's talk about beer. All right. <laughs> I can talk about beer and fish all day. That's why I have this podcast. <laughs> what are we talking about? Uh, I guess like local breweries, local breweries. I don't know. We're talking about, uh, we have a beer from Grimm that we wanted to try today. The kid is slurping on some substance over there. My last one. From Bissell Brothers. It's my last one. You know, I was drinking you, this the other day and I was hating the, it. And yeah. I was, you today just I'm not hating words, it as much. Yeah, you took the words out of my mouth. I was going to ask you if you're still riding the New England uh, IPA train. Because substance is technically a New England IPA. Even they call it a New Zealand IPA. It's obviously no, made in New England. Reciprocal is a New Zealand IPA. So what do they call that? That's just their flagship pale, right? That's an IPA, dude. Know what you drink? Be edu- you know what you be drink. Be educated. That is an IPA, and it's made in New England, and it's an unfiltered IPA. So it's technically a New England IPA. We no. also have Catchwave from Grimm, which is their New England IPA. So we should maybe drink them next to each other. Yeah. We should drink a true New England IPA, and then we should drink a New York-inspired New England IPA. Okay. You're just telling me to crack this can, too. Yep. Let's taste them both. I actually like the Grimm better. Fascinating. Yeah, it's got a non... It's It's... The malt characteristic is not as obtrusive as substance and the uh, the hops that they're using are a lot more floral and, and catch waves so that's what i would say about it <laughs> nice man about sums it up for me that pistol's great though yeah it's not a bad beer i i just it's interesting to me that my palate is just changing from new england style in general like uh, i want one i don't ever want to drink more than one we have two here i know i'm gonna have to drink them both <laughs> But that's where I'm Is like, there any styles you're falling into these days? Anything that you uh, are experiencing for the first time? Anything? I'm brewing lagers for the first time. So Red, I guess I've been drinking those more than I normally would say I would. Like you, research? Yeah, we went to a... Uh, what ev- what event we went to the other day? A beer event we went to. That was a tap takeover. It was Kent Falls yeah. and Fox Farm. Two amazing... 
Farmhouse Breweries from Connecticut. Yeah, Fox Farm was great. Good tap takeover. They had a pilsner that I really enjoyed, and I honestly, you were making fun of me that night because you're like, you don't ever order. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, the only way to really start conceptualizing. I told you to get that. I forget the name of it now, but I was like, dude, super awesome killer pills, like super low ABV. Like, way to way to get it. To yeah, I it. mean, I obviously have these sensitivities to what I think is copper pennies uh, to the specific lager yeast. Czech style Pilsner yeast, I think is what we said it was. I don't. Th- I don't know. I, don't I really don't know. But the, I drank this beer. I don't beer. understand why you taste yeah, that. I don't know either, longer. man. It's weird. Don't you think some people taste versions of beer like you know if J three PO drinks any sort of uh, pumpkin ale, he's like, ah, oh, just tastes like my nutmeg. Just tastes like nutmeg. And I'm like, that's true. There's hints of nutmeg, but that's not all I taste. He has a sensitivity to it, right? A and right. B. It's an actual ingredient that they use in the beer, right? Pennies. So, they don't brew lagers and pilsners. Pennies. Right, but they don't brew lagers with popcorn. But if you go to a bar that has dirty lines, it'll taste like popcorn. Like that's not the way it's brewed, so it's irrelevant. Yeah, it, the point is, is that people have sensitivities to specific flavors, and if they're present, then they become really, you know, verbose and. You can't undetect them. Like I don't know what you want me to say. Like, okay, I taste fucking pennies. So let's and some talk. Shit. So let's talk about what research you were doing and what inspired you to make a lager. I tried. You hate them so much. Four of like pennies. the of the lagers that night, and I only liked the one from not Kent Falls. Kent Falls had something too, and I didn't like it. Box I tried farm? a Hellas, a Hellas that I didn't like. Um. But that's all I remember. You like the like hoppy lager. Yeah. The IPL maybe I like even when was it's crisp and uh-huh. it's got like a bit of smell to it and it dro- like it's a lager, it drops off right away. Right. So it's Correct. just crushable. Right. So it's like it's basically like if I could fuse if I could have two uh beers have a baby, it would be like the floral esters of a New England style IPA and a lager. Which right. is basically a hobby lager, which is already a thing. But that's IPLs, not many people make them though. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's one of my favorite and interesting styles because, uh, like you, pretty much everything you've been saying, just to echo it, I like beers that are low ABV, super clean, crisp, light, like physically light on my palate, easy to drink. I don't like heavy beers. I don't like unfiltered beers. I don't like sweet beers. I don't like overly bitter beers. There are a lot of things I do not like these days, but like just a really solid like German style pills. But I like it a little more on the hoppy side. So like an American influenced German pills. Yeah. And it really pushes from a homebrewer's perspective, like how well you can mash your grains. It's like I, I, I just made a lager right now and it's too sweet. Um, I used rice as the adjunct for an adjunct lager and it, it it's a little hazy, obviously. Um, and it, it, I don't know how to play with the hops yet so subtly that I'm going to get something that's basically like, you know, 10 to 20, I, 20 IBUs at max 20 is like really overshooting. It should really be like anywhere from like 10 to 15 IBUs. Sure. But like, it's still, it takes so fucking long and the hop degradation obviously is still going to be there. I don't want it to just taste like grain. And that's how I feel like my lager tastes like right now. Sure, sure. I've lost. I use Saz hops, and that's why I'm starting to think maybe using Noble hops in what I'm really trying to make, which is an IPL. Like, I should not 
use noble hops. They're just not yeah, bitter I think, enough. I think you either need to use the traditional style, which are German noble hops in Pilsners, uh, and then figure out a different application for them, like a different execution in using them, or you need to completely change the hop and do something that's just like juicy and fruity in New Zealand and use it the same way they would use to hop, which is basically just going to be a 60 and 30 minute edition. Yeah. So it's I think very basic and very straightforward. I think what I would do is I'd merge the two styles in the way that the hops are utilized and I would... Uh, like you just said, use the noble hops for the 60 and 30. And then if I was doing anything, I'd use the tropical hops at flame out and for dry hopping. Sure. And to give it those esters and notes. But then that's the problem is that I need a better, I use Saz. I don't think Saz is obviously the right one for me, but I need something that's going to linger in its bitterness in the liquid better. I think this has dropped off so much. I made this uh, right after Christmas and we're just starting to drink it now. It's just carbonated now. And it's like, I don't really taste any hops in it anymore. What? Uh, I'm learning. Did I'm you learning. do anything to treat your water? Um, water and lagers is like the most important thing. I did not treat my water. Um, I also wanted to use clarifying tablets, which I think would have allowed me to not have to wait as long for the beer to clear up. Right. Um, I also did secondary, which probably has gotten me clearer uh, you know, a clearer look to the beer because I did secondary fermentation. And it's just, again, it's just time. Like every second that you waste, like making the beer, you're losing that much more hop characteristic there. I just want, I want to start incorporating better techniques. Like I didn't use my hop spider cause I was like, Oh, I want more agitation. I want the hops to be uh, better. It actually almost caused a stuck, um, transfer from the boil kettle to the, carboy which was terrible sure like it it, it uh, wouldn't have been my first lager if a couple things didn't go awry um but it makes me really excited to make another one i think i'm going to do one um if not next weekend the weekend after that and it'll be ready by like april ish if you could brew at any local brewery where would you brew local brewery here in new york to us yes local uh probably threes uh threes is the smallest but still industrial brew house that i'd probably brew on if that makes any sense yeah for sure so it's not like strong rope which is a super small brewery and they do only locally sourced stuff um but like their system is so tiny that it's actually like really labor intensive and stupid right um Threes, you know, obviously has, I think it's a 10, is it 10, 15 barrel brew house? Small. Uh, I don't know. That's a really good question. And they have to brew in a second brew house at this point. They have to have a second location where they brew more beer. Green point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then there's like six point too big, other half too big, uh, interborough too big, grim too big. Um, all of that shit is just like. Yeah, I I want to I I don't ever want to be so big that I don't feel like I'm touch I'm not touching the brew process too much. And threes is ob- honestly like still me overselling that because you basically hit buttons and things transfer themselves. You're not doing much for sure. For sure. Um, I basically want like a Herm system. So actually, I, I the other the other place I would do it maybe. And I'm saying this, and I don't really mean it as Yonkers. They have a, a Portland folk beer. Portland, uh, bu- bu- bu. Folks beer has that new system now that's huge and they do decoctions and shit now it's like a 20 barrel brew house i don't want it too big yeah 
and they have two locations. I mean, they might still use their three barrel system to do like pilot batches or glow ups, like smaller glow ups and shit. But I don't know their their original system before they upgraded the three barrel. I would that's like perfect size for me. It's still all the essence of, and then you can easily convert that into a Herm system, and it's still pretty automated. Get yourself like an electric brewery, like temp controller, and call it a day. Rad. Some pumps, you know, a couple pumps. Are there any uh, styles you're looking forward to drinking going into the springtime? What does one drink in spring? It's a good question. Saison's are the Liz's choice. I drink Saison's all year round, though. But I drink I'm, them I, more so when, like, the weather is getting, like, warmer and you can stay outside, like, a little bit later and the sun shines a little bit longer. You can sit in the park and drink, like, a nice, delicious, like, You've been on this, like, KLL. weird organic wine thing that's really made me want to start exploring sour beer in a more intricate way. Uh, what was the place that we went to the other day that they, that's all they did, the organic wine it's in Brooklyn. It's called June. It's a natural wine bar. Yeah. Slash restaurant. And we uh, we got to taste a bunch of these natural wines. And the only thing I could think of the entire time was like, man, I'd rather just do a sour beer. Well, they're <laughs> similar. Yeah. They almost like s- some of them. It was just like this could be carbonated more aggressively and be freaking sour beer. Right. They're they're very similar in that they basically like welcome in all like the wild yeast and the germs and the weird wild shits living in the environment. Yeah, have you not? They don't treat the grapes in any way. They don't treat any of the things they use in any way. I feel like one of the big (laughs) upgrades for local breweries around us right now are getting cool ships. A lot of cool ships flow. I remember when Allagash was like the only like kid on the street with a color tv like like getting cool ships (laughs) who just got a cool ship um shit who did just i just saw it on instagram i think you're talking about Bissell brothers new space and they're no no no. they definitely have a cool ship and fluters um floaters floaters loader fluters uh someone has a cool ship in in tri-state area who didn't have one before i remember reading and be like oh shit everybody's getting a cool ship crazy man i mean the only one i could think of if you asked me this question two or three years ago was oec and their blending station so they're not really i don't consider them a brewery peak skill has one Hmm. plan b has one i believe hudson valley has one there's a lot of there's a lot of them i think yeah, it's like the cool new thing that's sprouting. I mean, it's I don't understand why it's so random and like from a brewer standpoint, you're like, we're just throwing fucking ru- you know, caution to the wind and just seeing what happens. <laughs> that's like I you telling your strawberries. Your I think it takes a lot of research to know how to use it properly. I don't understand how you can't do a cool ship if you don't have a lab in your brewery. Just so you can monitor and maintain what's going on and like figure out how you're going to replicate something again. Like it's just it's most so like most breweries don't actually use cool ships for the purpose like they're meant for. Like most breweries just pump it into a cool ship and use that as the like in between point before they fill the fermentation tank. 
So you let it like cool down naturally. Right. And then throw it in there. Right. So it's basically they don't like leave it in there at a specific sour. temperature and they don't do like the whole thing that they do in Belgium. And like that's what Allagash does. So it's different. They use it more as like a holding tank. Yeah. But even it's still, open. you're technically leaving it open and exposing it to shit because the, the whole point of having yeah, an industrial I mean, abuse you system are, is that it doesn't you, touch oxygen. Correct. Unless you, you are. inject it with oxygen. Correct. But I mean. So again, you're th- you're throwing caution to the wind. You're exposing yourself to shit you're that you're chance, otherwise yeah. saying, I don't want to. Sure. But let's talk about uh, Grimm's space because this is the first okay. time you and I went to Grimm. And... Uh, what, how did you feel walking My through their door? Of it? Yeah, I really so there were aesthetic things about it that uh, I really enjoyed because they're things that like I generally try to bring to like my general spaces, like a lot of like windows and like open light and like light things to like make a place seem airy. The whole place and, is painted like, white. Yeah, right. And like the way they listed. So another big thing that I check out when I go to a bar or a space is the way that beers are listed. Like I absolutely loathe the marker on the mirror. I hate the chalkboard. There's a lot of things I hate. And Grim had it like really cutely and concisely like stickers like on the board. And they were like all the cute like press on stickers, which is cute. Uh, so I really like that. Um, I don't know. I thought it was it was a nice place to visit, and it was really crowded. But I mean, that's a good thing, and that's what you want. Um, but I think it was a cool space to check out. Everything did feel really new. Like it had a very new vibe to it. Hmm. There were some interesting things that they did. There were some pr- uh, things that just felt kind of like velvet red curtains that they used to hide shit up above where they're basically just storing cans and shit that I thought was really pretentious and weird. Um, there's also like, uh, I'm a huge proponent of like, I need the room to flow and I need to prevent bottlenecking in any way, shape or form as possible. And I, the layout of the space is just weird to me. Like where the L of the bar ends and goes towards the wall is also at the door. So it's really weird. When you first walk into the venue, there are people standing in your way to let you further deeper into the venue because they're trying to get a beer. And it's just where the L section just meets up exactly with the door that you first walk in with. And then like behind, directly behind the bar, there's like a couple uh, stand-up tabletops and then there's their like canned spot, which is like basically the, the the beginning of like where their fermenters are and their breweries. So it's like another place to bottleneck because also to the right of that, directly to the right of that, but still in between the bar and the canning place is the bathroom. So it's just like the way the flow is in, in the brewery is just like, you're always not sure if someone's in line for something, if they're just hanging out or if like what's going on. And when the space gets busy, which it was busy because we went on a Saturday um, it just doesn't flow. I'm sorry. It just doesn't. I don't know how else to say the, it. The odd thing that I, the only thing I'll say about it that was odd was it didn't feel like I was in a brewery and it felt more like I was in like Someone's a loft. rental hall or something. Yeah. 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 Like that, like not in a bad way, just like I almost forgot I was in a brewery and I am like that, that type a good of thing person. Or a bad thing? Yeah. For me, I like to see all the equipment and see the shiny stuff. 
Yeah, it was all actually hidden in the back. It's the right. first time I've ever been in a place where they're not like sporting their brew house and shit. Other than the Folksbeer, but Folksbeer has never truly grown into their original space. Right. And now they have two spaces. So I don't really know that you'll ever see that either there, but I I agree with that. Yeah, you don't really see anything but a couple fermenters. Because you get it. more of like a bar vibe unless you like feel like you're drinking around like the equipment. Like, I think it's really funny that Grimm is literally a block away from Innerborough because they're both such like juxtaposed places. Yeah. Like it's very like, like Interborough's very factory looking. Right. Industrial. And like homey and brick. And yeah. like you always go in and it smells good because they're cooking and it's warm. And like it's a to- it's like a very just different like vibe. And it's fun that they're like a block away from each other because you can go from like, again, drinking in your like. 30 something year old parties loft to like a warm, like homey, like someone, like someone in the kitchen's like making food and you're just like sitting around the table having some beers. Would say that like a brewery is almost like how they say like a dog is with their master. Like they start to resemble each other. Like I think breweries are the same. And I think when you think about the, the Grimm's, it's just like, she's a interior designer. Right. And then he like, was going to be in business or in law or something like it's very like done up. I think if I had to say the only thing that truly caught my eye in the entire brewery was a copy of the, the grim books. Was it the tales of the, the grim tales or whatever? And it was like the reason it popped to me so much in the bar is because it was a green hardcover book with gold leaflet all over it. And it just caught my eye so quickly because every fucking thing in that entire space is white. Yeah. And if it's not, it's like one of those gold pyramid prism looking terrariums is like the only thing of color in the entire fucking brewery. Yeah. I mean, again, they're different, different aesthetics, different vibes, but I think it's cool that they're close to each other because you get both those vibes. Yeah. And KCBC, they're all like right smashed up next to each other. You do a nice little like brewery tour. Yeah. If you're in that area, just. I would go to KCBC first, then Interborough, then Grimm. Because you're actually, in my opinion, going from quality up. Starting from the bottom, going up. Like, I've never been really wowed by KCBC. Interborough is just, like, pretty, you know, pretty decent. And then Grimm, I can't believe I'm admitting this, has the best of the three of them. Um, I'm just... I think, yeah, I think it's... uh, I think they had a lot of beers to try. Which was cool. Like, I, I don't know. I, again, I said, like, I had planned to go there to pick up a four-pack of cans and drink the Pilsner and then be out. And I think that y- there was something about it that made you want to stay and try the different beers. I knew that I wasn't going to go there again for a very long time. So I was like, let me just try everything once and just get in and get out. And I'll have right. to be back here for a while. And again, I had such a miserable time just being overcrowded and, like, the way everything laid out that I was just like, I'm not doing this again for a while. That's how I feel like when I go to going to like a popular place on a Saturday, like you're, you're, I think there's a general formula that you can expect. (laughs) So live here. So let me say it this way: I would only go to uh, to to Grim again if it was like a Tuesday night, and I know it's gonna be fucking dead. (laughs) Right, you want to have a different experience. Yeah, and I think if I yeah, I think the beers are worthy of it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I. like if you want a different experience that's something that you have to cultivate (laughs) right but like that's what i'm saying so it's like you know i wouldn't 
there's something to me about customer service and the experience that's just as important as the product. And I think it should reflect. And I think that's a, a large reason why we're, we're talking about the aesthetics of Grimm. Because, again, it's got this very, like, um, I don't want to use it in a negative way, but it's got this very, like, pretentious, like, very, like, upscale, like, very, like, look to it. Where it's, like, right. trying to imbue this certain I would just say type it's, like, of curated. Energy. Like, almost yeah. like a museum. That's right. what I mean. Like, there's right. a very curated vibe. Right. Like, everything has a purpose. <laughs> so, on 3rd Avenue, for the longest time, there was this uh, place called the Morbid Anatomy Museum. And right. And if, if there were a, a museum to symbolize the antithesis of that, it would be the grim place like morbid anatomy museum was like bones everywhere and it was black and like whatever like grim is like all painted white and like very like done up and like the opposite yeah um but again that vibe affects your consumer and it's just something that people i don't think think about very often like it's always an afterthought again it's like marketing for breweries in most cases i know some places spend top dollar and have a great marketing department and do all these great things. But like sometimes it's also just an afterthought for the smaller guys. And I think, how would you design a space if you were going to design a space? I mean, the question is so subjective because the space matters and how it's laid out and you know, not like how it's laid out per se, but like what's the vibe you would chase? Um, I like rustic and industrial for sure. So I like, like, you know exposed brick and like stained wood but like you know uh, i don't know um i like like fireplaces and like cozy warmy there's like a there's a bar on union street that i really love that's supposed to be like out of vermont it's like very like cabiny on the outside and the inside super warm and like house feeling sure i thought i want very uh, <laughs> i want a plethora of leather bound books and I want it to smell of rich mahogany. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like you're almost talking about like a cocktail bar vibe. I want like a, no, more like a ski lounge. A lodge. Like a lodge. A, yeah. Okay, I got it, got it, got it. Sure, yeah. Like I want cool. like a homey, warm, like. Like Colorado, like Aspen. <laughs> sure. Where people have antler, antler. Didn't uh, just watch lamps. Dumb and Dumber or anything. Antler but yeah. lamps and antlers. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I want to go the full like log cabin route, but no, for sure. I want something like warm and fuzzy. I want you to feel like you're in my living room drinking beer as people often do who know me, but like that's what I want. I want this cozy. I, I want my space to imbue the sense of hospitality without it, without you know, you having to ask someone to be <laughs> hospitable for, so, you know, right. like I, I want it to feel homey and great. And there's a comfortable welcoming vibe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's and I think that that's important. So again, when you walk into a place like threes, which is basically trying to look like a Belgian, like, you know, brewery, it, it's not like, you think it's, it's got that like Euro vibe. It's trying to, for sure. If you go to, if you go to Prague, you're like, holy shit, this is right out of a textbook. Right. They're basically stealing the same uh, design. Interesting. But at the same time, it's like if I go up to the bar, even if it's crowded and I get it, you know, things get busy. But if I'm waiting 20 minutes all the time, whether I go there on a Tuesday night or if I go there, you know, on a Saturday and, you know, it's impacting my experience, that experience matters. You know, it's like a first impression to people. If I walk into Threes or Strong Rope or bissell or i don't care who the fuck it is allagash even and i can't get a beverage and i'm like frustrated and you know 
there, you know, the, the staff is not attentive and knowledgeable and everything like my experience just goes south so fast where I'm just like, why the fuck am I coming here in the first place? I, I think you just gotta be like chill and open. Like you're from, we're from New York and that there's a different mentality to service when you're from New York. Yeah. <laughs> but like, again, uh, you know, Allagash is a great example. They have a really open, you know, tasting room. They have like this space out front, which is basically like a heated outdoor yeah, see, space. But they and built all that outside space. Additionally, it used yeah. to be really hard to get a drink in there. And then when you got a drink, it used to be really hard to find a place to sit. Cause there's well, like maybe six high top tables. That's it. Yeah. So again, it's like all about the, your size, all about like how you're staffed. Like there's a bunch of different factors that go into it. And well, I think that, there's more there's more than just your bartenders and how they're tending a bar that goes into like the overall service and the overall vibe. Yeah. And I, I would want people to really think about that a lot. Like I think uh, Five Burrows is a good example. They're a big uh, new guy in our market and like their tasting room is huge. It is. <laughs> it's very big. Yeah. And, you know, their bar is an L shape. Uh, it goes on the back wall. The L juts out on the right hand side down the wall a little bit. Um, but like it's really super easy to just walk up there and get a drink. And like there's plenty of space for everybody to sit. And like they have super tall ceilings because it used to be a metal fabrication factory. So it's got all these like cranes in the ceiling and shit. It's just super open. And I never once feel uh pressure to get what i need there you know and the, the staff is super attentive they know everything on the menu both seasonal and like things that are you know regular rotation i just i don't know it's a good vibe i like the vibe awesome great if you could recommend one beer to drink for the riviera meyer run what would it be pacifico <laughs> is that what you're gonna be drinking <laughs> Negro Modelo. I don't know. I'm trying to think of things that are Mexican. I mean, it doesn't really have to be Mexican beer. I'm just saying what you'd recommend or what you're going to be drinking, I guess. Um, I don't know. I always just drink Bud Heavies. I stick to, you know, was it tried and true? <laughs> Red. I don't know. What are you drinking? I'll probably some cocktail that I make up. Yeah, no, no, no. What beer are you recommending to our listeners to drink for Riviera Maya? Oh, I would do definitely do like an adjunct lager for sure, which is like, yeah, <laughs> a Modelo, a Tecate. I really like Tecate. I'm a huge fan of Tecate with lime. Or right, what's the other? They just had that dude in the Bud Light commercial for the Super Bowl. The Dos Equis. Dos Equis. <laughs> I'm not a huge fan of Dos Equis. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It is what it is. I have my little vibes. Everyone has their little pockets. Yeah. Well. Thank you for joining us on this episode. It's such a hard cut. <laughs> <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> I said it's soft. <laughs> You're trying to Bob Ross us out or whatever yeah, the fuck exactly. his name is. Relax you. <laughs> Everybody just loves the pain. Pain is so much fun. So stay tuned for next episode. <laughs> I'm the Lizza. <laughs> and I'm the kid. And I'll see you next time. Ah. Uh.